Hello, what's up everybody? Jordan Stolter back with another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Today I'm sharing with you three game-changing fat loss hacks, things that have really helped me and my clients in fat loss diets. These are all based around human behavior, which I'll talk about after the intro. Thank you for joining me for another show. If you like this podcast, be sure to review it on any app that you use to listen to podcasts. And uh, even if you update the review that you previously left, uh, add a emoji or a exclamation mark, that even helps the show grow and reach more people. So anything like that would be appreciated very, very much. And if you want to view the written version of this podcast, you can do that at stoltzfit.com slash blog. And uh, that'll be it. Let's get started today's show, episode 434 of the Triple F podcast, and uh, it's about fat loss today. All right, everybody, Jordan Stolzer back with another show. Today is episode 434 of the podcast, and we're talking all about fat loss today. Game-changing fat loss hacks is what we're going to be going over in today's show and uh, should be a good one. I'm going to keep it relatively brief, not go into too many weeds here because these are simple tips. And as far as actually taking the tips and applying them, I believe that simple is better and short form content is sometimes a little bit more useful than going super long and uh, in depth on some things. But if you guys like this kind of content, there's 433 more other episodes where I touch on similar things and uh, maybe a hundred ish blog articles already over at stoltzfit.com. So lots of stuff for you guys to soak in and apply to your own journeys. You know, the process of fat loss is relatively simple. I know that might be triggering to some people who have trouble with it, but hear me out. The science is simple, right? It really, really does scientifically come down to eating less and moving more. If you're burning more calories than you're eating, you will lose weight. And that's just how it works for 99% of the time. There's sometimes things like hormones or other things come into play, but that's actually pretty rare. And mostly, uh, it, it is true that eating less does help you lose weight. If I could take you, put you in a controlled study, even if you have trouble losing weight and you know get you to eat, I don't know, a thousand calories a day, not recommended, but if I could get you to do that, you would see body fat drop, probably muscle as well, unfortunately, uh, which is kind of why extreme diets aren't the answer. But in general, eating less does cause you to lose fat. So it is simple. Uh, but there's other things that come into play and primarily the things that come into play are based on adherence and a lack of adherence or, you know, falling off the wagon is what causes diets to fail eventually. And that's what I've really observed even in myself and definitely with clients as well, that if someone can't stick to something, it's not going to work for them. Might be able to stick to it for the first week or two, but if you're getting yourself in a situation where you can't stick to your diet anymore, fall off the wagon, it's really hard to get back on. So the key is creating something you can stick to for a long time and do consistently in a variety of situations. And that's a simple sentence to say, but it's harder to create a plan that actually checks those boxes. Human behavior is the forgotten thing of 
of dieting and I guess any kind of fitness goal, human behavior is the thing that you need to, you know, be taking into account because um, it is what's going to throw you off and it is what's going to help you succeed. If you can hack the human behavior side of dieting and kind of get uh, your self to do things effortlessly and adhere to the diet that you know scientifically will work if you can do it for long enough uh, you will see success so the hacks i have today have to do with adherence and flexibility and this human behavior side of things um, especially the last two so i'll dive right into it and uh, give you tip number one tip number one is to prep ingredients and not meals i'm a macro tracker and I believe that's probably the best way for people to diet most of the time to track calories and macros because how else are you going to know how much you're eating? It's like, you know, the uh, way overused analogy of fitness and nutrition to finances, uh, similar to budgeting, right? You don't have to budget to be successful with your finances, but if you don't know where your money's going, it's going to be a lot harder to uh, kind of change how much you're saving and things like that. And the same goes with nutrition. If you don't know where, you know, how many calories you're eating or where they're coming from, uh, what what split up of macros they are, it's going to be hard to man manipulate things over time, I suppose. And it is definitely a good practice. Um, meal prep is something that even if you're tracking calories and macros can be very useful. I'm not a fan of meal plans where a coach or a dietitian or something will give a you know, set meal plan for somebody for a single day or even a week and they have to follow that strictly just because of this human behavior aspect I talked about. You have to have something you can adhere to in a variety of situations and if you're going out to eat or you're going to someone's house or you're out of groceries, you need to be able to adapt and still stick to your plan, eat the correct amount and make progress. And if you're sticking to a strict meal plan, it's going to be a lot harder. Now it does come into play a little bit for adherence on the other side of things where having some kind of prepped food is going to help you adhere much better because if you are just opening your fridge and staring at the ingredients that don't seem to come together to make anything delicious for you, you know, it's going to uh, be a lot harder to stick to your plan just pulling things out of the fridge when you're hungry. If you have a set, uh, you know, meal prepped for yourself where you have chicken and rice and a vegetable or something all around like all, all served up in a bowl with the right serving sizes you know it's in your tracker already really easy just to pull that out and stick to your plan so prepped food can really come in handy especially if you're someone busy and on the go now kind of where meal plans fall short to me is when um you know they're full meals and what if you get offered a slice of birthday cake at and you want some and you take away some of your carbs and fat for the day with that birthday cake or what if you uh you know don't get enough protein you have to eat a little bit more protein or what if you get really tired of the same old meals that you're prepping over and over again well the solution is to prep ingredients and not meals. So instead of creating little meals where you have rice, chicken, broccoli, etc., you're making ingredients already prepped in your fridge ready to go. You have a big container of spinach. You have two, three pounds of lean ground beef fried up. You have crock pot chicken breasts already shredded and in a bowl ready to go. You have frozen vegetables that are steamed in a bowl and ready to go. 
you have rice in the rice cooker, you boiled 20 potatoes that are in a big pot in the fridge, you have uh, little individual Greek yogurts in the fridge, you have fruit chopped up, so you, you know, you might have apple slices chopped up and ready to go, or maybe a melon cut up. You have things, not necessarily full meals, but things you can make full meals out of, and then you're given so much flexibility to make actual meals. So just with those things I listed, you could have chicken, potatoes, and vegetables, beef, potatoes, and vegetables, you know, beef and rice, and maybe a chipotle bowl kind of thing with the chicken and rice. Maybe uh, you have tacos, maybe a burrito, maybe, uh, I mean, the list goes on and on, potatoes and vegetables and a yogurt. Like you can create very huge variety of meals with just a few ingredients and some seasonings and sauces. And uh, this is a much better way to prep just to have things ready to go in your fridge to make quick meals, to make delicious meals uh, is going to add variety to your diet, but also keep you on plan, keep that flexibility, but keep the adherence. The next tip isn't quite as long because it's a simple one, but it is very, very helpful. It's to stay busy. If you've ever done something big, like a big undertaking project of some kind, maybe you learned guitar, picked up a new sport, a hobby, grew a business or a side hustle, maybe you renovated your house and were working on uh, you know, painting a bedroom or something, you know how easy it is to get lost in that activity and forget to eat. Even for someone with a big appetite like me, that's happened. And, you know, just working on a woodworking project, renovating something, uh, I've, you know, forgotten to eat. And that just proves that maybe we're not as hungry as we sometimes think we are at mealtimes. And it's just that we're in a routine or we're bored. So the key is to stay busy. And it is a hack because it does hack that human behavior side of things where if you're super busy and doing other things, not focused on food all the time, it's really going to become less of a burden to diet for eight weeks. Um, it's going to fly by. So pick up a new hobby, do a project, you know, work on a side hustle, put in extra time at work, things like that, where you are going to not have food be the focus of your thoughts. And uh, you know, maybe cooking or baking wouldn't be the best hobby to pick up, but you get my drift. Uh, stay busy and uh, you will have a lot more success. If you're bored sitting at home, it's not the best time to diet. You need to pick a time to diet when you're already busy and on the go and hardly even have time to grab those ingredients that you prepped. That's the best time to diet because uh, you, you're just not going to be thinking about it as often. And the last one is something I've talked about maybe, what was that, maybe a month or two ago on the podcast where I talked about changing your training to mask strength decreases. This is for you, if you're like me, um, those of you who are get, get a little bit discouraged by the strength drops that do come with dieting, especially when you get leaner. Uh, if you're starting to get lean, you're going to notice performance dipping a little bit. It shouldn't be extreme, uh, but you will notice you're not able to hang in strength workouts as much. You're going to lift a little bit less, especially presses for me, go down, bench press, overhead press, things like that. Really decrease the strength. Maybe you can handle a little bit less volume. You get more sore and uh, things like that. So what you need to do so you just don't get discouraged and give up is mask it, which basically means doing something new 
that you don't even notice the strength decreases because of the variety that you're adding in. So you might do an all body weight program. Maybe you do um, a lot of supersets, high rep ranges, giant sets, maybe a different modality of training like strongman training, or if you're used to powerlifting, maybe you focus on machines and bodybuilding. Uh, maybe you just switch up what machines you use and create new stimulus that way. If you don't have big solid numbers to compare to all the time, uh, you're not going to be as discouraged. So if you're used to training the same type of movements and you have numbers in your head that you think you should be hitting like I do, um, it's good to maybe give those up for a little bit or at least do a new rep range or a superset uh, to kind of challenge yourself. So for example, how you'd implement this, let's say a deadlift, um, you get discouraged by a deadlift strength decreasing and you are used to deadlifting 315 and that drops down into the 200s again when you diet because you don't have as much fuel. Well, a good way to do it is maybe just instead of just deadlifting, maybe you do sets of five, maybe you do deficit deadlifts, maybe you add bands or chains, or maybe in a more simple form, you superset with pull-ups. So you do, I know, a set of three deadlifts, a set of five to 10 pull-ups, and that's your superset. You will be smoked from that, and you will probably be able to do just a fraction of the weight and the deadlift that you'd be able to do otherwise. It's still gonna have a great stimulus for muscle retention, and it's gonna burn a lot of calories, your training will still be good, but you won't be discouraged by the strength decrease because the training itself is decreasing the weight in the bar. And that goes a long way for this adherence aspect in human behavior as well. And those are my three. So those are three different things you can implement to kind of hack this adherence side of fat loss, which really is the struggle for a lot of people. And those are things that work for me, but customization is key. So if you need to create specific things for you, and work on your own personal struggles with somebody, you can reach out at stoltzfit.com contact and I will help you out. We'll work together to create a plan and your own little hacks that help you have adherence. Everyone's a little bit different. Everybody needs a custom plan in my opinion. I would love to give custom plans to everybody if I could and uh, I think that's how you get the most success. But finding out how you get through that human behavior block is the key to success in your diet. Thank you for joining me for episode 434 of the podcast, and I will talk to you guys next time.